bitch do the thing. Hope you're listening to Mad Love. Uh, gotta do some quick things before I get to work today. And I thought I would podcast on the go. Um, I don't think you guys mind that. You know I'm busy. You know I integrate this thing with my life. And I'm sure you'd rather have a show than not. Because sometimes I don't even get enough time or privacy or whatever to do it. Um, and, you know, I'm busy. As we all are. I'm not saying I'm the busiest. But, man, I'm telling you, uh, I'm very close to the busiest. So, anyway, I was just thinking. I had this thought. And I wanted to share it. And, you know, I talk to a lot of people who seem to be, I mean, I think they're happy with their lives, but there's just something missing. A guy, you know, money, uh, the career isn't what I thought it was going to be. I'm bored. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that none of us take into account that we're going to change. Like, you know, the things we decide on when we're 20 may not be the things that make us happy when we're in our 50s. And I think we live in a society that, you know, that almost doesn't even occur to people. Like, when you're in college, you got to pick your major, you're 20 years old, you know, who knows what you're going to be like at 40. Will you still want to be an engineer or a doctor? You know, certainly if you're in something for the money, uh, will that be enough? Will the will there be enough money to make you fall in love with the job? You know, and a lot of people make a lot of money and they hate their work. I found the more you love what you do, the more money you tend to make. And it's not like uh, a cliche. I mean, it's really true. The more passionate you are about whatever it is that you're doing, the money just seems to sort of fall into place, which is, you know, that's not bad if you can get it, right? But so many people don't even know what they want or what would make them happy. You know, for a long, long time, I was living my life trying to please my parent, which is weird because I was in my 40s when I realized, God, I have this bad, bad habit of just reflexively, like a reflex, just doing what my mom would have wanted me to do. That voice of caution that I think is all me, a lot of times it's not me. A lot of times that's her, like, because she didn't try a lot of things and she didn't, she wasn't adventurous or bold. And that's not to say she's bad. I don't want anybody to think I think my mom's bad. Um, She's not a bad person. She just is not, she just was not a super warm, fuzzy uh type of mom she just wasn't she was very much not an emotional person so a lot of times and I'm an emotional I was an emotional kid and I'm an emotional adult I recognize the value and the importance of emotional integrity and intelligence and she just did it you know I knew she loved me but I mean I don't think she spent a lot of time telling me And she has a very narcissistic personality. She's very self-centered. But I knew she loved me, and I knew she was doing the best that she could. So let's be clear on that. I know my mom loved me, and I know she did the best she could. However, there were shortcomings in that, and I don't think that's bad to point that out. I'm not criticizing her. It just is what it is. And I share these things because I think other people can find value in it. It's a big, dark secret amongst women 
that they didn't have loving, nurturing moms. That a lot of their moms didn't love and nurture their girls, but they did for their boys or they didn't for either. Every woman, just because you have breasts, doesn't make you uh, loving and nurturing. And uh, one of my friends said that to me once, and she put it that way, and I was like, you know what, that is so true, because there are a lot of women who have kids that shouldn't have kids. They're not good parents. That doesn't make them a bad person, it just makes them someone who should have thought twice before procreating. But I digress, I digress a lot. But I don't want anybody to think I'm always bashing on my mom. My mom did good by me, she did the best she could. I'm here, I'm alive, I'm healthy, I'm, uh, I'm doing good in life. And a big chunk of that goes to the fact that she was very dedicated to our education. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate my mom. And you know I love her because I wouldn't be taking care of nobody I ain't love like this and putting up with all of this trauma. So, yeah, it's, it's all good. And my point was I was thinking how many people are unhappy and are, and are not completely in agreement with the thought that it's it's all their own doing. You know, how many people wish a situation would change, but they have no ownership over the situation? For instance, you know, people say, well, I didn't, uh, how can I own the fact that I married a jerk? You can't control the fact that the person was a jerk, but you can control how you reacted to that person being a jerk or how the decisions you made after being married to a jerk. See what I'm saying? Like some things are within your purview to fix or change, you know, and how many people just don't ever accept that? You know, I know for me, let's just go under the premise that everything that you're unhappy with right now in your life is, is of your own doing or to put it more harshly is completely your own fault. Either it was a decision you decided to make or not make or a thought pattern you didn't destroy, whatever it is, let's just operate under the assumption that whatever it is you're frustrated by is a result of some decision that you made. Even if you gotta go back years to figure out what it is, that that is probably a true statement, you know, because even if you, so somebody might say, well, I didn't make myself sick. No, you didn't make yourself sick, but the way you chose to handle your sickness is you, that's all you. Uh, if you were addicted to drugs and you decided to, you know, to just not address your addiction, uh, that's all you. If you stayed in a bad marriage because you didn't want to mess up your finances, that's all you. And no judgment on any of it. I'm not attaching any judgment. We do what we do for the reasons that we choose. But you have to learn to live with those consequences. And I think that's where we suffer in America. Yeah, because everybody thinks they're the victim of something. And so then it's like, why? Well, I'm the victim. Why are you beating up on me? I did the best that I could. And nobody's doubting that you did the best that you could. But sometimes the best that you could isn't good enough, right? You could have made a different decision. And sometimes you owe it to yourself, you know, to choose again. And you can, you know, but we don't always think that we can, so we don't. So like I said, I'm going to just go, we're going to operate under the assumption that everything that you're unhappy about, even the things that include another person, especially the things that you think are about another person, we're going to just assume that all of those things 
are a result of your decision making and that gives you the power back because if you think of yourself as the victim then you're not going to be you're not going to feel empowered you're going to feel like you know a victim because victims don't feel like victors you know what you feel like when you win something versus when you lose something so you know we're just going to operate on the assumption that everything is your own fault it's a result of something you did or chose not to do or wish you could do over or whatever all right and and really dig into this because this is where my life began to change i started doing this level of work in about 2015 and i'll be honest with you these have been a very transformative seven years i think anybody who knew me in 2015 and sees where i've come in that short amount of time would have to think oh okay she did a lot of things different to get to this place. And sometimes that's just what you got to do. So today is all about ownership. Own where you are in your life. Own where you wish you want to be and all of that. And empower yourself to make the decisions that will put you where you say and dream about being. And, and that's how you start the very difficult, mind-altering uh life-changing work that you have to do to have the life you want now if you everything is great and everything's going the way you wanted to go then cool this podcast is not for you not this episode and probably not this entire podcast but if you're an aspirational person or you just wish you could twist one little thing i'm not going to be able to tell you how to do it because that's not what i do but i am going to point you in the right direction i'm going to point you in the area of areas where I did the work and it worked for me because I think it'll work for you too and you just have to stay vigilant and focused and honest because a lot of y'all love being victims and you don't want to admit it but you do everything is somebody else's fault everything and that's just not that's thick it's humanly impossible for everything to be somebody else's fault right so own your shit and that will change your life and don't be embarrassed and don't beat yourself up. This is not an exercise of, you know, torturing yourself or being mean to yourself. This is about being honest and focusing on your goals and how to get there, right? You can do that. All right, friends, be well and we'll talk soon.